Hey there, and welcome to the first new episode of our new podcast, The Climate Glitch. My name is Sharvri. My name is Shreya, and, and we, we are, are the hosts. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about a vast spectrum of things, ranging from zero-waste policies to greenwashing. So, Shreya, where did your interest in this come from? So, my interest in sustainability and the need for eco-activism really came from a Fighters for Future protest that we did in school. Eco-activism really requires us to think long-term and about our global community rather than our own selfish desires and short-term aspirations, which is why eco-activism is really trampled upon. But through this podcast, I really aim to provide factual and well-funded arguments about why intersectional eco-activism and tangible action is necessary. What about you? Well, I've been interested in environmentalism ever since I was a child, and in the past few years, I've been learning more about sustainable living, which undeniably goes hand-in-hand with the state of our planet. Okay, let's start here. What even is environmentalism? Well, environmentalism can be described as a social movement, or as an ideology focused on the welfare of the environment. Yeah, definitely. Environmental sustainability is mainly concerned with whether environmental resources will be protected and maintained for future generations. So this podcast actually focuses on environmental, uh, sorry, intersectional environmentalism. But if you don't know what that really means, it is a complex way in which the effects of multiple types of discrimination, like racism, sexism, classism, etc., combine, overlap, or intersect, especially in the experiences of marginalized groups and individuals. In the 21st century, it essentially includes all genders, sexes, economic classes, and mental and physical classes as well. Being intersectional means that you are connected to other communities and individuals. Often, such people become world leaders, politicians, and other powerful people. Targeting this audience now and educating them is a step towards a more sustainable future. Alright, now intersectional eco-activism essentially tackles the different sustainability issues in these different communities and involves the intersectional youth taking charge of their environments. This interconnects with social justice, which is a tool to balance the distribution of wealth, opportunities, and privileges within a society. And that's why understanding intersectionality and its connection to eco-activism is an important tool for social justice. Essentially, social justice is not limited to humanitarian causes and should be used to advocate for our planet, which is quite literally our only home. In fact, social and environmental justice are more connected than you think. People who are in lower social economic classes are most often the same people who are affected the most by environmental issues. Many leading scientists think that combating systemic racism is fundamental to achieving environmental and climate justice, as COVID-19 disparities and the global uprising against police brutality lay bare the ramifications of racial inequalities in every sphere of life. In the US and UK, research has found that people of color suffer more air pollution than white residents. Poor air quality, which is linked to multiple respiratory and cardiovascular conditions, significantly increases the risk of death from COVID-19. Yet globally, the environmental and climate movement has long faced criticisms of failing to understand the crucial role of racial justice in terms of both environmental impact and solutions. This is just one of the many examples as to why we need intersectional eco-activism. If these aren't enough reasons for you to join this climate movement, there's multiple benefits for eco-activism and implementation of policies. The climate crisis is one of the most urgent and pressing issues we may ever face. 
It may not seem that way, considering most of us aren't directly impacted by it or haven't seen signs of it with our own eyes, but it's coming, and we have to find a way to fix this issue, or at least prevent further environmental degradation. As in a few decades we have left, we have to solve this problem before it becomes irreversible. As each day passes, the world is getting warmer and warmer, with 2020 already on the path to being the hottest year on record. We're slowly inching towards a point of no return. Ozone layer depletion, extreme climate patterns, and famines in many underdeveloped areas suggest a complete deterioration of the planet. Not to mention the hundreds of studies conducted by certified scientists that pile up even more evidence. Don't be fooled, climate change is no myth. The past few years have seen a steady rise in fossil fuel emissions. However, we see blatant disregard for this by older generations, which is why we need the youth to work on implementing policies that cap fossil fuel and industrial production. To any young audience listening, our generation is all about mass consumption and consumerism. At our current rate, Earth won't be able to provide for all our wants, and if we keep up with the same patterns, we might even need two whole planets by 2050 to sustain us. Well, when we put it this way, it seems daunting and scary. But what a majority of people fail to realize is that there are a sufficient number of greener alternatives to everything we do. All we have to do is change our mindset and think of sustainable living in the long term. Being a part of this intersectional youth and Generation Z entails a framework of racial and ideologically different individuals who have an understanding of discrimination, privilege, and global issues. It is a tremendous privilege to be a part of a generation that has access to the most advanced tech and media platforms created, and now we have the opportunity to use that privilege. We have the power to make tangible change that generations that came before us couldn't. Doing our individual bit is great, but we need our entire generation to reverse the detrimental effects of all the past generation's human activity. This is how we improve policies and make real change. To end in the words of Greta Thunberg, people are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction, and all people can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. But the young people are starting to recognize this issue. Right here, right now, is where we draw the line. The world is waking up, and change is coming whether you like it or not. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you next time on The Climate Glitch.